Hi, I'm Cherie. I'm Kelvin. Master Small Business Podcast by Mentalist Media. Hello, world. Hey, everybody. We're back. Today, we have a little bit of a treat for you. We actually have one of our clients. Right. So, uh, Chloe has a business called Juicy Jar, and she delivers, well, she can explain that to you, but we went ahead and, you know, helped her out in the beginning stages of her business to sort of help her with her process and to do some promotional materials. So, welcome, Chloe. Hello, everyone. So, tell us a little bit about your business and just a background. How did you get started? What made you want to start? Then we'll talk about some other stuff. Um, well, I got started simply after I'm um, seeing one of my friends post a live video of her juicing and I asked her where did she get her juicer from and she told me and I ordered one. So I started juicing just for fun and just an um, alternative way of trying to um, eat a little healthier. So I started um, juicing and I posted on Snapchat and a couple of people from work that followed me asked me to make them some juices. Um, and it just kind of took off from there. Oh, nice. So after the people at work asked you for juices, um, then what happened? You just went and you began to sell them to them? Yes, I did. I did not have any uh, particular way of doing the juices. I was just freestyling, um, just buying the products and just going in and juicing Oh, so you didn't have like different regular flavors that you use? No, I just made it up a- along the way. What I thought tastes good at the time. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. And I remember when we first tasted the juices, first of all, they were good. But the second thing is you had a lot of ideas for different juice flavors. And when we came in, we sort of quickly realized that we needed to narrow it down because you are a solopreneur, meaning that you are the only one running your business. And you know, to make 50 different flavors and the, deliver them, them to people or have them pick them up, that would be overwhelming for you. Yes, it was very time consuming. The good part about it, I'm selling it to the ladies at work. They didn't really care about the different variety of mm-hmm. juices as long as, you know, um, they were good. Um, so it that part made it easier to make it make it up along the way, you know, as mm-hmm. I made the juices. So. How did you come up with your pricing? When I first started, it was just because they bought it in bulk instead Mm -hmm. of one at a time. I just pretty much charged like a flat rate for them. So about six juices were $50. Mm -hmm. And where did you get that number from? Honestly, I got it from one of the ladies at work. I didn't want to charge it that much because, you know, I'm not a professional. And when I told her how much I would charge her, she was like, no. She was like, you're spending your time making these juices. I'm going to give you $50. Right. So, and that just the price that I stuck with. Right. And at the time, you had no way of calculate, or you hadn't been calculating your cost of goods and that sort of thing. You were just buying your materials or your ingredients and then creating the juices. And stuff. Correct. Right. And so when we came in, we had to... First, sit down and decide how much each of the items that you would buy to go into the juices would cost. And then we needed to figure out, we knew each juice didn't cost the same amount of money, but we still wanted to be able to offer them 
for the same amount of money. So we had to come up with some average costs for your supplies and things like that. So that took a little bit of time on the front end in order to calculate. But I think in the end, you were able to come out with a pretty good plan for selling the juices that would give you the highest profit margin, giving those uh, on specials and deals uh, while limiting the juices that were more seasonal and would cost more to make. Right. So let's talk about some of the challenges, some of the difficulties with the business, running a business by yourself, starting a business when you um, weren't exactly sure which way to go. Um, Some of the challenges for me uh, most definitely was the um, measuring of all of the ingredients. Like I said before, I was just freestyle. And so I wasn't paying attention to how much spinach I was using on one drink or I mean, the cucumbers. I wasn't thinking about that. I just knew what I wanted at the end, how much I wanted to make. So getting it down to the ounces, um, how much it was per jar, mm-hmm. um, how much just for a bag to put the juice, you know, the juices in once I finished doing samples. So I had to have it down to the very ounce in order to know how much I was actually making once I bought all of those things. Right. And do you believe that you were wasting a lot of uh, or losing a lot of money in terms of waste before because you weren't exactly measuring everything that you would waste some of your ingredients, maybe some of the vegetables or fruit? I actually was wasting a lot of um, ingredients and also wasting a lot of time. So after measuring your stuff and getting it down to basically the ounces or the weight of the ingredients, then you were able to juice quicker. Yes, I was able to juice quicker. I was actually able to start prepping at night because I knew exactly how much each jar needed. So I would prep that separately um, the night before. So the next morning when I would go in to do the juicing, I already knew how much I had for each jar. I knew exactly about how much time it would take me um, to do one particular order or one particular flavor. Right. So these juices have expiration dates, basically, right? Correct. Are they only good for a certain amount of time? Yes, they're only good for about um, three to four days. Right. So did you take that into consideration when you were buying your ingredients? Most definitely, because some of the fruits, even with them just being put up in storage, I had to take that into consideration to make sure that it didn't sit there for more than two days for sure. So it was basically buying fresh fruits on a regular basis. So where did you buy the fruits from? Uh, when I first started, I was just going running to, you know, the local grocery store and buy my fruits. And then actually one of my friends um, gave me the idea to start looking into the weekly ads, mm-hmm. make sure that I was getting, um, catching things on sale, trying to find anything that I could uh, buy, you know, in bulks instead of just single. Once I did that, it did make it much easier Um, And I also was able to cut my store time in half as well. So you were a lot more efficient by, you know, making sure that you planned ahead for these different trips. One of the things that I think is the most important that you implemented quickly was making sure that you spent as little as possible in the gas that you were using to deliver the juices in time and that you spent going back and forth to the store in buying things in bulk as much as possible ahead of time. And all of those savings go directly into your profit. So everything that you would save means that you make more per jar of juice. And so once you implemented that, I'm sure that you were able to see more money staying in your pocket, right? (laughs) Most definitely. And you are using jars instead of plastic bottles, right? Yes, actual jars. it, It ends up costing more for the container. It does. Right. So 
do you think that you're able to offer the jars because you are now saving more in terms of your ingredients and waste from that? Yes, um, most definitely. I feel that I'm, I may be paying a little bit more for the jars, but I think at the end I'm providing my customers with a good quality jar that they can reuse around the house um, or they can even reuse with their jars when they place more orders. And I think that that's an important thing because it's actually part of your brand. Part of the homemade juice is that you get it in this great jar that you've picked out and you have the jar that you can actually keep after everything is done. So it's not a throwaway. Correct. So let's talk a little bit about your um, branded materials. At In the beginning, you didn't have a name. So let's first of all talk about the name of your company, <laughs> Juicy Jar. Let's talk about how did you come up with that? Um, after talking with you guys, um, y'all really helped me as far as trying to get a name together. You know, like I said, this is not something that I expected to do when I first started juicing. So when it took off as far as, you know, just selling to the ladies at work and then I post a video. So now everybody wants juice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I have to come up with a name like really quick because everyone is now asking me, what's the name of your business? Right. So, um, after going over it with you guys and y'all helping me come up with the name, I wanted to stick with the word juicy some kind of way. And I started going through like, um, Google, just researching mm-hmm. all kind of names. Cause I didn't want to have the same name as another company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted the spelling to be unique after doing all of the research. It, it just came to me that, okay, I know I want it in, in a jar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I want to keep the name juicy. So... I just did Juicy Jar. (laughs) And that's how it came together. Yeah. Right. So what other ways did you help create some brand awareness? The idea of the um, the juices was mostly the greens. So I know I needed the color green to be part of my marketing and branding. I'm not too girly, I don't think. But I knew that in order to get someone's attention, it had to be another loud color to get their Mm -hmm. attention. So I went ahead and went with like the fuchsia pink. And I said, okay, those are good colors together. And then I had to throw a little yellow in there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And I think that speaks for getting um, your greens. Um, The pink is, you know, like the fruity kind. And then your um, your yellow is more like for your melons and things like that. And I think it came together well on your price list because we talk about starting a business with no money. So you didn't spend a lot of money up front to try to create all of these things. So we went with a digital flyer, so to speak, and that was designed. And then you were able to use that professional looking flyer on social media. And it was already made to be the size that it needed to be to post well on Facebook and uh, any other social media that you you were on. So how did you find that that worked for you when you were going to sell juices? And Tell us about the process of how you actually sell your juice online. Well, with the um, high demand, once I um, did the video for the juicing, came along the pricing. You know, how much does it cost? Um, what are your flavors? Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, now I have to come up with the price list. Uh-huh. <laughs> so um, the way that I came up with that is I have to come up with these flavors and it has to be consistent. Mm-hmm. It has to be something that is going to catch their eye and I being the person that I am it had to be fun names I didn't want it just to be something simple Mm -hmm. so the names um that I came up with was something that 
probably had to, you know, deal with maybe what I was going through at the time, but it's fine. And it explained the ingredients that are in the juices. So give us some examples of the names of your juice. Um, like I have the um, green dream. Mm-hmm. I'm dreaming about green, you know, <laughs> everybody <laughs> wants green. So the green, uh, dream part of it is um, you have the pineapples in it, you have the oranges in it, something like an orange sickle. Mm-hmm. So it's just something that's fun. So that's how I came up with the name of it, you know, green dream. Um, then there's um, the Appalicious. It pretty much says it, you know, for itself. I have the apples in there, pineapples and carrots. So it was more of the sweet mm-hmm. juice that someone that doesn't want all greens in their juice. I came up with the Appalicious. Right. So when um your potential customers reached out, having your digital menu per se available cut out the time between that first interaction and the sale, right? Because you didn't have to explain, right? Right. Because a lot of the questions um that I got was, "What's in it? What's in it? What's in it?" Mm-hmm. So with with the digital flyer, I was able to put on there, you know, what the ingredients were that were in the juices. And how do people order from you? So would they just respond to a post on Facebook or they would see the post and how, how did they order? Um, they would, could order. They would inbox me um, on Facebook. Um, there's the um, email, myjuicyjar at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a um, phone number, um, which was 337-602-8344. So any, and- anybody in the area <laughs> can get right. their juice. <laughs> So they were able to um, reach me that way. And if I mean, even if they had my personal phone number, they were able to text me um, mm-hmm. their orders as well. Oh, pretty good. Yeah. So I, I I think you are a great example of you didn't have to spend a lot of money up front. So at this point, you don't yet have your actual website, but you're you're letting your business grow as your revenue grows. So as you have more money, then you put that money into the business and then at some point you'll get a website. At some point you'll get other things that are costly, but you're you're growing bit by bit. And that way you're not having to come out of your own personal pocket to support the business. Right. I mean, the most money that I um, spent personally is on the juicer. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And then everything else was pretty much made from them paying for their juices. I made juices off of their money. Right. Right. And then you got, you know, your scale and stuff to measure and then a digital flyer and things like that because you already had revenue coming in to the business. Right. So what are some of the other challenges that you had with the business? What was what is the hardest thing besides the actual learning of the measuring and, you know, juggling everything? What what, what was the most difficult thing? Um, The most difficult, I would probably say, is trying i would try to at least make enough juices you know to last throughout the day mm-hmm. but i would mostly take orders and simply because i I want their juices to be fresh mm-hmm. um i didn't want to have too many juices left over right. as far as like the next day and somebody say you know hey i would like this flavor you know because then they're missing out on that three to four days that they can have those juices right, right. so you try to make sure that you get the juice to them the day that they order it and, and that they're not on day three when they get the juice and are, you know, sort of forced to drink it fast. Right. And that you wouldn't actually have wasted juices as well if they don't sell in those two, three, four days. Correct. So since people don't pay up front for the juices, did you ever have a problem with people ordering things and then not buying them? Oh, yes. I've I've come across that. So what that made me learn was if you order so many juices, you have to pay up front. Mm-hmm. Right. So I did put it out there. You know, if you order at least three or more, 
you have to pay up front because I did run into um, a situation where someone ordered and they didn't pick up their juices. Fortunately, they were able to sell mm-hmm. you right. know, with someone else. So that's a good thing because the what I hate it most is when I make a certain amount and then I run out and someone, you know, calls me or, you mm-hmm. know, email for an order. And I'm like, oh, I re- I'm already out for the day. Mm-hmm. Right. But if I had the time, I would make it for them. Right. Yeah. So you uh, use samples too, right? Yes, I do. How, do, how does that work? Um, I pretty much make samples off of what extra that I may have on the batch that I made for that day. Um, I don't just go in and do um, a picture of samples. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so whatever order I did for that day, I would have samples from that order. Oh, so because of the size of your juicing container or whatever it's called, I don't know. <laughs> so you have your size of your jars and then based on some mathematics of that, you have some left in your container after you fill those jars. Right. Just enough to make, I think it's um, the little um, sample cups are about two ounces. Mm-hmm. So if I do a full pitcher, which is 40 ounces, I'll probably have just a little bit left over to maybe do maybe two or three cups. Okay. Uh, of the samples. So who gets the samples? Um, anybody can get the samples. Mm-hmm. Um, I normally, um, let's just say, um, like I have a, a client base at a dentist's office. What I did with them when they first started ordering, I would drop samples. Mm-hmm. And each time I would drop samples, somebody new from the dentist's office would order. Ah. So that's how I do it. Wherever I'm dropping those orders off, I leave samples. And then I would have some people that would say, you know, hey, I, I would like to try some samples. So that next day when I make some, I'll make sure to have some samples for that person they may have asked the day before. Mm-hmm. So basically, you took what would have been waste and you turned that into profits because right. you got more people to buy. So that was like promotion, waste to promotion and, and then <laughs> right back to your bank account. Correct. So talk about how it was that you, you know, how do you get paid? Do people pay cash? Do people pay you with PayPal or? I'll take it any way I can. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, they can pay me cash. Um, they can pay through PayPal. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, if they have a Chase account, they can pay me through QuickPay. Okay. So did you use your personal account? Did you set up a separate account to kind of keep your money separate? What did you do? When it started picking up um, and I had, you know, more money going into my personal account, I did set up a separate account for the business Mm -hmm. to, yes, to separate that money. That way I know exactly what I was spending was going on the business Mm -hmm. and not spending money, not knowing if that's part of my personal or part of my business money. So I did separate the accounts. So because you have to buy a lot of supplies, did you take your supplies from that same account so that money was going into and coming out of the same place? So it was easier to how do, how do you manage to keep up with like all the receipts when you buy stuff or you just how do you organize that? Well, with the receipts, I make sure that I do keep those um, at the end of the week. When I first started, I would do it at the end of the week. But then mm-hmm. when business started picking up, I had to do it kind of daily. Mm-hmm. I would take those receipts, add up what I spent versus what I made. Mm-hmm. And I would subtract that. Whatever my difference was, I would actually take and put the profit into the savings account just to separate that money. I see from what I'm actually spending. You're operating. Yeah. Right. Right. So let's talk about the idea that you, in the beginning, were able to come to us and receive a consultation and how that, or how do you feel that that affected your ability to get up and running efficiently and start? And what would you say to anybody else who's thinking about starting a business and maybe perhaps seeking professional help in order to get going? 
when I first came to you guys and y'all started telling me all the things that needed to be done, you know, do this. And if you do this, this is going to work. At first, I was just like, okay, yeah, that is too much. <laughs> I'm not doing all of that. But in the long run, it did pay off. You just have to want it. And you're going to have your moments where you want to quit. But you just you just have to keep going. It's time consuming and it's tedious at the same time. But at the end of the day, when you've made so much money and you're like, okay, it was worth it. It was worth them telling me to do this. And it was worth, you know, you guys telling me to do that. I know I gave y'all trouble on the measuring part. <laughs> yes. We were like, look, no matter, you got to have, I want to know that my green dream tastes the same every time I order it. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you measure. Even coming up with the pricing uh, for um, each ingredient, you know, mm-hmm. that right. I was putting in, I wanted to just like take you guys and just, be like no i don't want to do right. this so we ended up figuring out that the price you were charging wasn't really much at all in terms of profit right right because you were paying more for the ingredients and you hadn't even known <laughs> correct right <laughs> so it did help um a lot and we spent hours in one day like like pretty much the whole day getting all of my numbers in order. But I remember the next morning I was like, hey, this this saved me a lot of time this morning. <laughs> right. If you know, hey, I'm making five orders and you know which size you're making a small or a large and then you can add it all up and it just, it works out perfectly and it comes out tasting the same each time. And you don't have to really fudge with the numbers. You just know what they are. Yeah, it sounds good now, but it didn't sound good then. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's also talk about the fact that this is, you know, your business, your baby, something you want to see happen. And then you've got somebody else coming in telling you what to do about it. Did you find that difficult or do you think that creatively that it was something that helped to enhance that for you? Oh, it helped a lot. Like I said, I was rebellious in the beginning, (laughs) Um, you know, when you guys were giving me the ideas down from the naming um the business it was just i didn't i didn't want to have to do it. i was just like i just want to make juice <laughs> right but i was wasting a lot of money and time and you guys got me on track with that so would you recommend that to anybody else oh yes i mean being that it wasn't it wasn't something that i was looking to do when i first started i know now trying to do that all by myself it wouldn't have worked out the way it did so i most definitely recommend that if you are starting a business with no money um or you feel that you don't have enough money like it can be done um i most definitely recommend that you get mentalist media to consult you (laughs) right thank you (laughs) so do you think you can take some of the things that we taught you and reproduce it in terms of starting another business and then having you know, being able to come up with an efficient process. Yes, that is where Chloe comes in at. Uh, (laughs) I have another business idea. And um, (laughs) so I most definitely will be getting in contact with you guys for that. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Yes, we we love to hear that kind of thing. Um, And so I think that this was such a good example of seeing someone who was starting with just basically a dream and the willingness to work for it. And then taking it step by step, but also recognizing the areas where you needed help, seeking that help and realizing the value of having that help, even if it costs you a little bit or even if you had to do at the moment what felt like a compromise because, you know, now your ideas are being critiqued. It's still it has value. (laughs) Yes. Right. And it's only I mean, it may seem harsh at the time that, you know, you guys are helping the person, but you're you're trying to get that that 
person to see that we're only telling you what is, you know, facts, um, what is going to make you money and help you in the long run. So I would say never take it personal when, you know, when someone is trying to help you make money and giving you facts and not just trying to sugarcoat so they can make money. Mm -hmm. Right. Hmm, That's very important. (laughs) (laughs) I think it It is. is. (laughs) I think it is. So thank you so much, Chloe, for coming and uh, talking to us and being willing to actually have this consultation. One thing I'd like to ask, are there any challenges that you have right now that you would like us to just see if we have some ideas for? Because we want to give people an idea of what a consultation and brainstorm session would be like with us. My next challenge is um, is the growing of my business because now I think I'm at the point where I need to have help. Mm-hmm. So now is um, okay, going into the training someone of all the things that you guys taught me. Now I have to teach that to someone else to make sure mm-hmm. that they stay consistent with my products. So that is the challenging part is trying to hire someone mm-hmm. to help me because now it's more orders and sometimes I'm not available. So I need someone that can be available when I'm not. Well, the first thing that I think of is number one, you know that you probably can't afford just a full-time employee to come in or even a part-time one that comes every single day because you know, your orders are sometimes you have a lot of orders and sometimes you don't have very many and you have to pay that person regardless if you've got them, you know, scheduled. So I would think about someone who's more of a contract worker that if you knew that, I don't know if they're in school and maybe they can spare a few hours, I'd think about them. And then maybe even it's the summertime. Do you have some teenagers in the family? Do you have some young people? who? Because, see, this is the lesson that pays forward. If you teach a young person that, hey, you know, if it's your cousin, if it's your niece or nephew, hey, auntie has a business. And when you see that, then they think when they have ideas that this is something that I can do myself just like I saw. And then that's how we get the younger generations to be able to catch on to that, too, if they weren't already exposed. I think that you need to think about exactly where you would need the help, because you may think that you need help making the juices when it could be, hey, can you go and drop these juices off Mm -hmm. or, hey, you have to come pick up the juices now because I can't be in two places at once making juices and delivering. Right. That are some good valid points. Right. So I think it's like, You have to identify where you are best used in the business. Okay. Yeah, that is important because the other thing is too, you know, with a a business like yours, you're giving away your secret sauce. (laughs) You know, if you let somebody else make the juice, now they know exactly how you do it. They know your process. And let's just say, even if they didn't take your actual recipe, they can reproduce it more easily if they know how you do what you do. And we already know we have low (laughs) startup costs. (laughs) (laughs) That that is some um, good valid points. That's why I have you guys. (laughs) All right. So it's been good talking to you again. It has. And thank you so much. Likewise. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.